I want to go to the book of Judges chapter 6 and share with you um, what I believe the Lord's placed in my heart for you. And these are exciting times, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how, how else it's ever been for you living for God, if it's been boring or, or maybe it didn't work out. But I'm telling you, this is a great time to be living for the Lord, to be in the things of the Lord. And so, amen. Judges chapter 6, verse uh, 12 and 13 and they're putting it on the screen in the King James Version, and then I'll switch to New Living. Uh, if you don't mind, would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? Everybody but Jordan, stand with me for the reading. I'm just kidding. He can stand too. Um, amen. The Bible says the following. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, him is Gideon, and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And I really want to focus on just that top line. This is Gideon's. No, go back. The oh, touch, Jesus, touch this. Oh, look, if I don't pray for you with the left hand, be like, no, 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 the left, please. That was the one that changed the screen. Uh, the top line of this one, it says, Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord. Because his mom taught him not to say, oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. If the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? Father, make me effective in the ministry of your word today. Open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, our minds to discern what thus saith the Lord. And I ask that you would confirm it with a move of your spirit. And we say it's done. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. When I came to you last month, I told you that the Lord put in my spirit for 2023 that we were in a year, in a season of victory and prosperity. Psalms 118, 15, 16, don't go there, but it says, Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous, and the song is, The Lord's right hand has done mighty things for us. I am already seeing it in my life, in my children's life. I'm seeing the blessing of the Lord. I'm seeing prosperity. I'm seeing how God is moving. And I believe that this is a year of victory for God's people. And I'm careful giving a corporate word because everybody is in a different place in life right now. Everybody's marriage is doing, it's either really good or you're working on it. Everybody's money's doing a little something right now. But I feel that corporately for the body of Christ, we're in a season a victory. We're in a season of blessing. You should be expecting blessing. You should be expecting things to work out in your favor. Just in the last few weeks, I've seen God move in situations where I've prayed and, and, and within hours I've seen the Lord move or I've just, it's just, it's almost like an acceleration, like rather than have to wait I'm just seeing things in real time as God is manifesting and working things out and blessing, not just in the ministry, but for my children, for people around us. I'm getting testimonies of miracles that God is doing, revival that we're seeing breaking out. And so I believe that we're in this season of victory. And it's the word that God gave Gideon. If you'd go back to that very first verse, the word of the Lord to Gideon is the Lord is with you. I want to just start there and tell you that God is with you. God is, you say, how do I know that God is with you? You survived. I survived what? You survived yesterday. You survived 2022. You survived all that other mess that's come. It's, it's obvious that God is with you and if God and that God is for you. And so God comes to Gideon and speaks this word and he says to him, he, the angel of the Lord says, you are a mighty man of valor. The Lord 
is with you. And Gideon's response to that word is, oh, my Lord. He gets sarcastic. Okay, you say God is with me. If God is with me, why is all this stuff happening to me? Why do I have to go and battle the demons that I'm battling and the struggles that I have in my life? If if, if the church is real, I feel to be, if you've been in this, you know, I'm, I, I like to shout and scream and hoop and holler and, you know, do all that stuff. I want to be a little more practical this morning. If you tell me that I'm in revival and I'm in victory and I'm in blessing, then can you explain the 42 devils that I've had to fight this week and why I've been arguing with my wife for the last three months and why my kids are acting I can't say the word I want to use and what, why this is going on. If God is with me, then why does it look like all this is happening? Well, I would counter that and say, that's how I know God is with you. Because after three months of arguing, you ought to be divorced. Your children shouldn't be alive and you shouldn't be happy. But look at you. You're still standing by the grace of God. God has made a way where it seemed like there was no way. And I didn't coin the phrase. Someone else said it. But uh, the Bible never says that weapons wouldn't be formed against you. But the word says that the weapons won't prosper against you. So even though sickness and addiction and and battles have come your way. It didn't work. It didn't defeat you. It didn't kill you. It might have knocked you down, but you've gotten back up. And so today I declare you're standing here in victory by the grace of God. If that's your word, would you praise him today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Gideon gets a word. The Lord is with you. That should have been enough to give him faith. If a multi-millionaire, billionaire came your way and said, I got you. You have an expectation. He's paying, he or she, because we believe everybody's blessed. He or she is paying for dinner. If they say, I got you. Listen, you don't even have to be a multi-millionaire, billionaire. If you go out with your friend to the taco truck and he says, I got you. You have an expectation they're buying the tacos. Amen? Somebody would have interrupted me at midnight in Lincoln Heights at the corn man stand last night. Yo, man, I got you. I'd have had an expectation. You're paying. When God says, I am with you, shouldn't you have the same expectation? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed coming out. God's, if God's with me, who can be against me? So it means it doesn't matter what devil rises up against me. It doesn't matter what I have to go through. I got you. And when he said that, that means God has already taken care of this situation. But we find out it's very difficult to trust the word of an invisible God. To take him at his word. Yet we know at the same time that his word should be enough. If you have nothing but a word, you'll find out that a word is all you need. In the beginning when there was nothing, something came out of nothing because God spoke a word. A word is enough. If you go into the New Testament, Jesus is going on a boat ride with his disciples. And before they get in the boat, he says, we're crossing over to the other side. Now, 
between that word and the fulfillment of the word, there were storms, there was waves, there was rain. I mean, it looked like they were going to sink, and in the storm, they fretted. They were in fear. They said, Master, we're going to die. But they forgot that before they ever got in the boat, Jesus said, we're crossing over to the other side. If they would have taken him at his word, they would have believed it doesn't matter what storm rises up. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Jesus already said, we're crossing over to the other side. Doesn't matter what happens between point A and point B. Jesus already said, I'm crossing to the other side. And I'm, I just want to preach to some people in Downey today and tell you, I don't know what kind of hell you've gone through. I don't know what kind of devils you're fighting. I don't know what struggles you've had in your life. But God already spoke a word over you. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're victorious. No weapon formed against you can prosper. I'm preaching to some Gideons this morning and I want you to know God is with you. God is for you. God is blessing you and if God is for you there's no devil in hell that can cancel the word of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. But we have we struggle with a Gideon mindset of defeat. Gideon says oh my Lord if he's with us then why is all this happening? And by the way, where's all the miracles? My dad told me about. My mom told me to go to Sunday school. She told me to read the Bible. She told me to pray three times a day like Daniel. Where's the God that answers those prayers? It feels like God's forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. In my travels, I hear a lot of defeated Christians. Oh, if revival's here, then why does the economy look the way it does? Why does it look like every worldly woke agenda is taking over the nation? If this, if, if this works, why is all this happening? If you've heard me preach enough, you know I love Disney. I can't you know, admit that everywhere. But there was, a, there was a character that used to hang out with Winnie the Pooh named Eeyore. Some of y'all have the spirit of Eeyore. Hey, Eeyore, isn't it a beautiful day? Not really. Eeyore, I'm having a great day. How about you? Mine stinks. If they wrote a theme song about you, yours would be that one from the, depression, from the era of the Depression. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Just like a walking ball of depression because, oh, look at this and look at... You can't see anything good that happens because we're consumed with a defeated mentality. We're doubtful. We're just, we've been, we've gone through so much in our lives. I'm not attacking. I'm trying to help. But we've gone through so much, it's hard to walk in victory. Joyce Meyer wrote a book many, many years ago. I think you ought to find it. It's sure it's on Amazon and buy it again. It's called The Battlefield of the Mind. And Joyce Meyer said, the greatest battlefield you'll ever fight on is the battlefield of the mind. You have to make up your mind that you believe this more than you believe the media. That you believe this more than even what you've gone through. And that even when you've messed up and failed and struggled, you believe that this is a, a God full of grace and mercy that is not trying to condemn you. He's not trying to zap you into a sinner's hell, but he's trying to do everything possible to make sure that you make it to heaven and receive your reward. This is a good God that we serve. And so, but you can be so defeated that even when good news comes, you can't take the good news. You can't receive the good news. And you say, well, 
I mean, I want to believe the word, but look at what's going on in my life. Well, let me help you today. Here's your only responsibility to the word. You ready? It's so profound. Ready? Just trust it. That's all you got to do. You can't help the word. You can't manipulate the word, manufacture the word. Well, you can, but you get a mess on your hands. Ask Abraham. You remember him? He had many sons. I'm one of them. So are you. So praise the Lord. Right arm. Abraham gets a word. You're going to have a son. And then the angel leaves. God leaves. And Abraham starts trying to figure out how he's going to have a child. He looks at his wife. Boo. I mean, I love you, but you're a little old right now. And so he manufactures an Ishmael rather than wait on an Isaac. And in 2023, we're still having world problems because Abraham tried to manufacture what only God can manifest. All he had to do was trust the word. I'm here to tell you today, all you got to do is trust the word. Take God at his word. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, if the word comes with instructions, obey the instructions of the word. But when it comes to fulfilling the word, only God can do that. So you do what you're supposed to do, and then God will do what only God can do. And you'll see the answer. And so... We get past this defeated mindset. And, and so now the Lord says to him, the Lord, say, the, the Lord goes on and says, look, Gideon, you got to go in the strength in which you have. You're going to go, and he tells him again, I'm with you, but how can I do it? I'm with you. Yeah, but do you know my family? Yeah, but I'm with you. But yeah, do you know what's been going on in my life? Yes. I mean, the Lord just keeps reminding him, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not going to give you some, few, you know, some, some bigger revelation. All I'm telling I'm with you. I got it. Trust me. Remember when you're teaching your kids how to walk and you had to, come on, I'm, I'm right here. Come on. Or teach them how to swim or anything with little kids, really. You got it. You got to get past that mindset. They're so scared to let go or you know for you to let go oh what if I fall you got to get them to trust this is God getting his children to look I'm with you I'm not leaving you I'm not forsaking you I'm building some muscles right now I'm building some strength in you but I got you just trust the word and so he's so full of excuses. Well, God can't do it with me. He can do it with everyone else, but not me. I'm this, I'm that. I went through, I did this. You don't know what I did. You're right. I don't know what you did, but I know what he did. And what he did is greater than anything you ever did. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so he finally gets to the point, Gideon finally gets to the point where he says, all right, if, it's, if this is real, then I need a sign. Because the word's never enough. I need a sign. So Gideon is the, the father of fleecing the Lord. Now, if you don't understand the term fleecing the Lord, that means asking the Lord for a sign. But in the old church, we used to call it fleecing the Lord. And I don't really know how I feel about fleecing the Lord. When it works out, I'm for it. When it doesn't work out, I'm against it, Bishop. So, you know, I'm both ways with fleecing the Lord. So he says, all right, Lord, I have a wool fleece, and I'm going to lay it at the doorstep. If I wake up in the morning, and the ground is dry, and the fleece is wet, then I'll take you at your word. And he wakes up, and he sees that the fleece is wet, and the ground is dry, and Gideon says, darn it. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to work. So he says, all right, thank you for one sign, but I need a second sign. Now, 
I want the ground to be wet and the fleece to be dry. And he wakes up the next morning and that has happened. Because he can't just trust the word. This is like someone that needs 12 prophets to prophesy to them before they'll finally obey. Or I'm going to go to five churches and 12 prophets and, and, I, and, just as, and then we'll see. No, no, look, I got, if all I had was a word, the word should be enough. So after the word, after the signs, I mean, because God's really trying to get a hold of Gideon. After all of this, then... Once Gideon's like finally at a place where like, all right, I'm going to step into the word. God says, now, now that you trust, now it's time to work some stuff out here. I want you to take all your soldiers, all that entourage of people you have around you, and I want you to ask them who's fearful. My man lost 22,000 soldiers over one question. 22,000. He's left with 10,000 soldiers, and he's supposed to go into battle with the Midianites. And when you read later in the chapter, you go home, you can read it there. I'm, I'm hurrying up because I know we have two more services. But you go home, and you read Gideon 6 and read Gideon 7. He was left with 10,000 soldiers, and the Bible says that the Midianite army was like the grain of sand. It, it said it looked like camels and grains of sand. I mean, it's like locusts. It just, the point is, it was a massive army. And he's left with 10,000 soldiers. What is God doing? He's stripping away from Gideon every negative voice because sometimes the negativity that we walk in is because of the influence what's coming in our ear what's in what we're watching who we're hanging out with who our friends are and so I believe that there's some Gideons in the room that are in a stripping away process. God is stripping away some voices, some relationships, some, some things, some associations, because those things were hindering you from walking in victory. I, I thank God for everyone that's around me, and sometimes I can thank God for people that have gone. Our, I love them. I'm not cursing anybody, but, you know, as my kids say, deuces, thank you. I'm glad you were here, but I'm... You know, if, if God's calling me here, but the crowd is trying to pull me this way, then I need, to, I need to go God's way. And so there are people in this room that God is stripping away things that hinder you, distract you, uh, fill you with fear. He's stripping away everything and anything that robs him of his glory because he does not share his glory. And this is a season where God is proving to you that what he is doing is not by might nor by power, not by education nor by pedigree, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. This is the Lord proving himself to you that you don't need anything but God on your side. And so there's a stripping away process for the Gideons in the room. He's, he's putting you in a place where you're going to have to solely rely on him and trust in his word. And when God gets done with this process, my man is left with 300 soldiers. I mean, he has no hope but God. But like the saying goes, when you find out that all you have is God, then you'll find out that all, all you need is God. And so... It's in this process, it's at this point that God says, one more thing, son. Get your, get your friend, and I want you to go and listen to what the enemy is saying about you. This is interesting to me, because I know what I say about the enemy. I know what you say about the enemy. Whatever your enemy is, whatever you're fighting, I know what you say. 
I know when I sit down and talk to people and they, whatever they're going through, I mean, we can get emotional and, 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 and just, oh, my God, I'm just fighting so many battles and I'm going through this. And by the time you get done explaining your enemy, he's like, he makes Goliath look like a midget. Because we just, we just, we magnify our problems. We magnify the devil. We magnify. Sometimes I think, I don't want to stir the devil up today, but sometimes I think the devil hears us and he says, man, I wish I could do all the stuff they think I could do. Like, I think we put the devil in depression. It's like, man, you get a flat tire. <laughs> El diablo, I'm the devil. And the devil's like, man, I wish I could do that. Man, the devil, sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's just life. But we magnify him into this caricature that he is not. In fact, the Bible says that when you finally see him, Pastor Charlie, can I borrow your glasses for a minute? Just because those look like bishop's glasses, you know, they look... The Bible says that when you get to heaven and you finally see the enemy of your soul, you're going to look at him and you say, really? Really? I walked in defeat for him, addiction for him. I lost out on decades of joy for you. I mean, because he'll look, you're, you're, but it's like, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Can you preach about the Wizard of Oz? I don't know if you can. But by the time you get behind the curtain, you're going to find out. It wasn't everything that you thought it was. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so I'm, I'm coming to, I promise I'm coming to a close right now. But God says, I want you to hear what the enemy is saying about you. And so Gideon goes down and this is what he hears. He creps up and two soldiers are talking. And the one is telling the other one, yo, I had a dream last night. I saw a loaf of barley bread. Do you know what barley bread is? That's the good bread from the outback. Hallelujah. That's, I like food. That's the good stuff. This isn't the, this isn't the cheap bread that you get. At, you know, the, this is the good stuff right here. This, that, that, that brown good bread from the outback. When I, go with, when I go with my kids, we have to get, you know, there's seven, seven of us total in the family. We got to get seven loaves of bread because nobody knows how to share bread at the outback. Everybody. I don't care who's, you know, not eating carbs. You go to the outback. Anyways getting distracted. You can tell I'm thinking about lunch already. He said, I saw a loaf of outback bread tumbling down off of the mountain into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. And the other soldier says, oh my God. That can only mean one thing. That means the God of Gideon has given them the victory. Now think for a second though. There's a part of you that has to hear that and say, how do you come to that conclusion? You see a loaf of bread rolling off of a mountain and you conclude that we're about to be defeated? And so here's what I want to ask you. Have, I know what you say about your enemy, but have you ever considered what the enemy is saying about you? Because hell is one of the best theology schools in the world. They know the Bible better than some believers do. They know that they're already defeated. They know the power of the name of Jesus. They were there when Calvary took place and the curse was broken for eternity long. The enemy knows the power of the word. And notice this. Notice that in the story of Gideon, that when they have a dream, the enemy didn't see soldiers. The enemy didn't see an army. The enemy didn't see fire. The enemy saw bread. What is bread a type and foreshadow of? 
It's a type and foreshadow of the word. That means the enemy saw the word. And I'm here to tell you today, you might feel like you don't have a lot going for you or a lot of people around you. But if you have a word, you have everything you need. And I'm here to declare to you, the word of the Lord is victory. The word of the Lord is healing. The word of the Lord is prosperity. And right now, the enemy of your soul sees a word coming against them. It's a word of blessing. It's a word of victory. And I'm here to declare to you, victory is yours in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me all over this house? God is making every attack of the enemy fail for you. Every word curse. Every tactic of the enemy Every agenda of perversion, every agenda, every evil thing, you're going to watch it fail before your very eyes. Every time the enemy thought he'd cancel you, you're going to watch the word boomerang it back on the enemy and cancel him. You're going to see God bless you in this season. You say, but preacher, how, why? Let God answer those questions. Just trust the word. I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in blessing. God is on my side. God is for me. My, my oldest went on a road trip last week. I, he was in, we live in Tennessee. He was going to go to Chicago to visit his grandmother. He's going to spend a few weeks up there with my mom. And so he just got a new car. Now, my boy has had two totaled cars in a year and a half. One wasn't his fault. The other one was. It's under the blood. But if you're the parent of a teenager or you've ever parented a teenager, you understand that when they get their driver's license, you just like, I'm just telling you about me. I like have like PTSD about my children driving. I just, not, I've never been as spiritual as I've been since my kids started driving. It's like, I like in a constant season of prayer. And that first accident wasn't his fault. The other one, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not beating up on him. But we've had two really bad experiences with him in cars. So we just got him another car. And we buy the car, and he's going on a 10-hour road trip to Chicago. And I mean, I am nervous as can be because, I mean, what's happened in the last year? And you could call me old-fashioned, silly, whatever. Man, I went and got a big old bottle of oil. And I'm, I anointed the tires. I anointed the bumpers. I anointed. And, you know, he wants that thing clean. I, I left a big old grease mark on the seat because I went and slapped oil on the chair. I put oil on the headrest. I put oil on the steering wheel. I did. Lord, if his head touches the headrest, may he wake up. Lord, if, and I mean, I prayed. I mean, I was praying specific prayers. I asked for angels to be uh, assigned to that car like a pit crew, wherever. I mean, I prayed over that car. And then I got him. I'm like, come here, boy. Put it all in his hair. I mean, I was rubbing that stuff. He's got greasy hair. It's been a week and his hair still has grease in it. I mean, he's broken out zits all over. I just, I mean, put oil all over his forehead. I prayed over that boy. Messed up his hair. He's going to be awake. He's going to be alert. I prayed over that boy. And then I had to release him and trust the word. And for 10 hours, I was terrified. Terrified. It's the day I was preaching at Brownsville. And I was just, and I didn't have my phone with me. And I'm just, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And, and so I finally get out of the service. I get back to the hotel and check my phone. And uh, he says, call me. Everything's okay. I'm like, oh, God, something's wrong. 
And so I call him. I said, what's wrong? He goes, everything's fine. I'm like, but? He's like, no, no, everything's fine. I'm like, but? He said, well, Dad, I came into Chicago. I'm like, oh, here it goes. Man, I'm never going to get car insurance again. Here's number three. He says, no, Dad. You know, and my, my son's not very churchy. So, like, he doesn't know all the church. He loves the Lord, but I'm saying he doesn't know all the church terms. You would think one of my kids would. He goes, I just want to thank you for putting oil all over all the car and just, you know, like slopping the oil everywhere. <laughs> you know, if he's churchy, Father, I want to thank you for anointing the car with oil, praying the prayer of faith. That's what he sh- you'd think my son would know that. I just want to thank you for slopping the oil all over the car, Dad. I'm like, what happened? He's like, Dad, I was coming into Chicago. And a car in front of us just stalled. And the car behind that one hit that car. And the car behind that one hit that one. And the car behind that one. He goes, Dad, four cars. And the car in front of me swerved out of the lane. He goes, and I promise I wasn't speeding. You could look on Life 360. You know I wasn't speeding. He's like, but, Dad, that one swerved. And I almost hit it. He's like, but, Dad, I slammed on the brake. I just said, Jesus. And he said, Dad, inches. He, and, but here was the thing for me that really got me today about when he told me that story. He goes, Dad, I know it was the oil. I know it's because you prayed. And, Dad, thank you for praying for me. And I just, I want to thank God because I've been terrified about my children driving. But that was God showing me there's a word over your children. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and your house shall be saved. It was just a sign that this really works. That when we pray, God does assign angels on our behalf. When we anoint with oil, God does answer the prayer of faith. And I just want to tell a few hundred Gideons today. I want you to know God is for you. God is on your side. And if you have a word, that word shall come to pass. Hallelujah.